You are listening to the Four Corners podcast with Lenny Marcus. Welcome to the Four Corners Podcast with Lenny Marcus. Joining me today, as always, is my co-host, Neil Potter. Hey there. Four topics, 15 minutes each. We're just killing time. Kill it with us. Our Gmail, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram is the number 4C Podcast. Subscribe on iTunes. Listen to us on the Laugh Button Network. Laughbutton.com. Today's guest, I think this is coronavirus, either 15 or 15. 16, I don't know, is originally from Portsmouth, New Hampshire. And that if that wasn't exciting enough, Kittery Maine, a former police officer turned stand-up comedian, he has appeared in two Comedy Central specials and two Amazon Prime specials. The New York Times called him destined for stardom. And yet here he is on my podcast. It's Justin McKinney. Woo! Yeah, can we can we just point out how wrong the New York Times was? <laughs> well, I, I mean, mean it, it's quite funny how that that, uh, that that they said that that was back in 2000 and cut to 20 years later. I'm on four corners. Did this used to be three corners or was it always four corners? <laughs> it's been always four, Justin. <laughs> Always okay, more. so now I'm on Four Corners. I'm living up in New Hampshire, and I, I, I just bought a, I don't want to brag, but I just put in a pool. It's uh, 24 inches deep. It's, it, it's not, uh, it's, it's not uh, level ground, so in the deep end, it's 24 inches. In the little end, it's 16 inches. My kids are not happy. <laughs> Wait, 24? It's a kiddie pool? What's 22 it's, feet? Uh, it's not. A, it's ten, it's ten, 10 feet wide, and it's 24 inches deep. And I guess it's a kiddie, but it's got a filter and everything. I'll send you a picture of it. Oh, it's, yeah. Well, is, it's, it, uh, uh, is it it's below ground? No, no, no. It's above ground. Oh, okay. It's above <laughs> ground. And my kids said to me, they were so unhappy with it. Yeah. They're like, Dad, it's up to here. And they're showing their knees. Yeah. And they're like, don't even say this is better than nothing. It's worse than nothing. <laughs> why? Why? Why oh, do you have a two-foot pool? I don't understand this. Is it for fish? I mean, what are you doing with a two-foot? No. Listen, it's look. You can dunk under. It's a big enough pool to cool down. I mean, it's so look. I don't want to get into it, but here's my point. We can't go on vacation this year because of COVID. I had to come up with something. Okay. This was. It, and, and I gotta tell you that this story—it's—it's it's, so so. Get this. So I see the pool. It's like three hundred bucks. I order it online from a place <laughs> called Raindrops.com. Right. All right. A month goes by. I don't have the pool. I go to the website. I call. I check email them. The email's not valid. I call the phone number. The phone number's out of service. And I'm like, damn. I go. I got scammed. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I look at the website closely, and it doesn't say raindrops. It says raindorps. D O R P S. And the and the the O is the shape of a raindrop. Okay. So to the eye, it's very. It looks so legit. Right. Right. So I went on and I did a video on my social media talking, warning people about this scam. I go, I got raindorped. Right. My kids are going, you got raindorped, dad. They call me raindorped, dad. That's my nickname. So. So I'm going to ruin summer. 
I'm going to ruin summer. I'm the worst dad, a total dad fail. Now you go to call, everyone's out of pools. You can't get them because everyone's <laughs> staying home now. No one can get pools. So I finally find this one, which is 24 inches. It's six inches less deep. The other one was 30 inches, right. and it was 12 feet. This is t- 10 feet across and 24. So that's when they said that whole thing about, oh, oh we want the other one. So I set the thing up. I blow up. The ground isn't level like i said it's not completely flat so it's leaning it's like a big water balloon it's all going to one side i gotta stuff towels onto one end <laughs> to keep the thing it's 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 an absolute nightmare so get this last week after six weeks that raindorf one showed up on my step <laughs> you got two of them so now I got two pools so it's still the I'm gonna set that up I go we're not setting that we filled that up with water like it's all running so now I'm going to try to sell this other one. But now I have to do an apology video because I threw that company under the bus. They're legit, but they got to they got to do better. Can you connect the Can you connect the pools with like a clear tube? The extra extra bonus. Well, yeah, you need one Neil, tube. To Neil, connect. I was thinking it would be cool to have an adult pool and a kiddie pool. Oh, there you It'd go. Be like a kids and an adult, you know, yeah, make yeah. it like a little resort. Make it like a you know full resort, you know. <laughs> Oh, God, that's so good. You got to take a picture for us at the end of this. That's hilarious. Um, I'll take a picture. But you wouldn't believe it. The filter, and you got to, I don't know if you've ever had a pool, but I've never, you got to balance the water every day. You got pH up, pH down, chlorine. You got to test the water. And it's, it's like, it's up to their knees. And I'm out there testing every day. I'm doing the filter. I'm washing the filter. It's, 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 it, it stinks is what it does. And you only can use it up in there in New Hampshire for what, a month? Nah, 14 days. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But do, you, do you have to clean it, too? I mean, like, really, like, empty the water? Oh, yeah. I got a pool vacuum. I have a pool guy. Oh, yeah. God. The, the, the guy comes over every Monday, and he just cleans it. Because, you know, in the, in the uh, we, we won't. We'll just let it freeze in the winter, and then it just thaws. Uh, I thought you were gonna say. I thought you were gonna say the pool guy's you. You just like go inside, put a hat on, and then come out. (laughs) (laughs) No, we don't have. My wife would like me. We we role play. My wife and I. I'm the pool guy. I go out there, (laughs) twenty four inch pool, then I come in. Yeah, she she can't she can't keep her hands off me. Yeah. Uh, I mean, she she just realizes she hit the lottery when she looks out and sees me with a scooper. At this uh, two foot deep pool, it's like all all our fantasies have come true. Now. Yeah, it's oh, like, that's so ding dong. Who yeah. is it? Rain Dorp pool guy. Uh, it's Rain Dorp. Uh, all right, so listen, let's get to you. These small town stories. It seems like you always have something like this. Like growing up in Kittery, Maine. Like your life is a small town story life, and uh, I mean Kittery, Maine is where people go on witness protection. Am I wrong? No, I mean, Kittery, Kittery, Maine is, uh, Kittery, Maine basically is, so I was born in Portsmouth, which is right on the ocean, right on the water in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Yeah. Um, and after fifth grade, my dad, um, you know, and my aunt at the time, because my mom passed away, as you know, so I lived with my dad, my aunt, two cousins, and three brothers, okay? Right. And my aunt was my mom's sister, so they ended up in a relationship. It's a very normal uh, New Hampshire family. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so... We then, uh, so after fifth grade, they wanted to move north, um, and we literally are, and we drove right over the bridge. It's 2.3 miles exactly from my old house <laughs> into Kittery, Maine. Okay. So Kittery is the southernmost tip of Maine. So I if see. you've ever been over I-95, the big bridge, 95 the highway that goes from New Hampshire into Maine, 
my house, I'm not even lying, was the first house on the left. Oh, wow. Like, and so if you threw a rock off the bridge to the left, we were that first house on the left. So, they, <laughs> so but the, the amazing thing about it was, like, and this didn't hit me till about two, three months ago, that I never <laughs> saw my friends again from the fifth grade. It was like we moved to another country and we were 2.3 <laughs> miles away. We were over oh the river. <laughs> and my parents never, never did a play day. You know, never oh. those guys were gone. They were like dead to me, those people. So I never <laughs> never saw them again. I had to make all new friends, uh, over in Kittery. And but then yeah, you know yeah. You also had that story where like because your dad was hooking up with your aunt like the, her kids had all the money, but you guys had no money, so they you had nothing and they had everything. Well, what what happened was, yeah. So my let's take my you know my cousin for example, the one that was closest to my age, he still had the dad, so they were divorced. So when he'd go see the dad, right, he would go skiing for the weekend. <laughs> he'd come home with the lift tickets on the jacket still and the new coats, and his dad would spoil him, right? Because it's the co-parenting thing, right? right? So he would they would just get so he'd come in. No, that was when I remember the old bit I used to do about picture day. He right. got the big pictures, and I had the you know packet Q at the end of the line, right? He had packet A. You remember that bit <laughs> yeah. I used to do? Yeah. So that was what, what that all came from. So I would see, you know, he played football, and like, you know, he, he went to football camp, and he had cleats. I had like plain sneakers, like flat sneakers, like, you know, <laughs> I was a running back, and I, you know what I mean? And then, oh, and, and get this. So. Clearly, I, st I was a running back. I had no traction at all. So then he went to football camp, and I'm like, how come he gets to go to football camp? And, like, well, and my aunt, I'll never forget it. She goes, well, he's really good. And I'm like, he's got cleats. Right? Oh, so my God. It, you know, so it was, just, it was just great, Lenny. It was just yeah. awesome. Well, did you end up did – they, 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 did you go to college? Like I went to community college. Oh, I went okay. to community college, yeah. And for A four-year community college? Two years. No, I only went for two. I have an associate's degree. It oh. took me five years. It did take me five. I got it. In, I started in '88, and I got it in I think '92 or '93. I got Wait, my is that a, That's a bit, or you, no? That's not a bit. That's <laughs> okay. not a bit. That's real. So you were working. You worked your way through two years. Well, this is what. Well, this is what happened. I got. Uh, yes, I got. I got hired by the sheriff's department when I was 19 years old. Oh my! So Lord. I was still in college. So they offered me a full-time job, which at the time it was actually one time a good time to be a cop. You know, if you can believe that. Yeah. Um, and I actually. Um, so I, I took the job at 19, and then I took you know a couple courses a year. To get my degree, I, I wasn't done college yet. They they scooped me right out of college. Wow! Although they they come to the college to get you guys. No, what happened was I had started working in the jail. I was a jail guard, and they kind of knew me, so that's they they came to the college. Yes, so I started working in corrections, and then I was uh, you know I was much more mature than my age because of my my growing up situation. You know, my right. dad was you know was alcoholic, who was you know would get arrested all the time. But, Police would pepper pepper spray him in our house, and you know he would, um, you know he hated cops and would fight with the cops, and so I used to tell people, you know, at my oral boards, you know, I, I was like, I treated everybody, whether you were a suspect or whatever you were, like you hated cops, and I almost tried to change your mind. Right. That was my mindset as a cop, and that was my mindset at 19 years old. So when I went in the oral boards and I and I told them that, like, you, you know, I had I the people in the jail, all the inmates liked me. Right. And, and because I treated them like people and right. I wasn't I wasn't a douche, you know, I wasn't a dicky. And um, they uh, and it saved my life like later on, like because they like remembered that. And, you know, if a new inmate came into the jail, wanted to like bust on the guards, 
all the other inmates would go, not him, man, not him. Like, they protected me. Oh, that's and cool. They did, it. they did it because I treated them like people. You yeah. know what I mean? And I wasn't yeah. that, I, I wasn't a jerk, you know? What, did you have dreams of getting out of there? Like, or did you always want, like, why, did you just take that job because you wanted to do uh, police work? Or did you? Yes, did... it was a path. Yes, it was a path to law enforcement. I was going to. I was going to go into the military, right. and um, I couldn't get in because I couldn't get my job because I'm red and green colorblind. Okay, so <laughs> which is, which is you know, are two of the three colors on a traffic light. That's so it's, right. a, it's a whole, it's an absolute. It was kind of a thing. That this department didn't test me for colorblindness, so I found a department that would take me. Well, how did you? How did you t ever pull a guy over? The light was yellow. Off. You could only tell no, yellow. I said, no, I said you went right through the top light. Like, I just said you went through that top light. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, so then when do you decide, all right, this is not the life I want Yeah, anymore. are you breaking out comedy as you're a police officer, like, at the same time? You sound yeah, like, like I mean, Bonnie I would, Fife you know, got out. There's, no, there's no doubt about it. I would use humor. You know, I was, you know, look, the talk in the news now is all about this de-escalation, right? Right. The escalation is an important thing. It's an important tool. If you work in a city, I imagine it's a lot different. I'm up in the woods in Maine. There were two cops for 500 square miles, okay? I didn't have backup. So if I had to go to a call where someone was pissed off and they were angry, they wanted to fight with the cops, right. I had to talk them out. I would talk them out of that. Right. I would just say, what I go, I go, look, dude, I'm making $8.32 an hour. I'm like, <laughs> you, could, I'm like you could kick my ass, right? Right when you tell someone that they can kick your ass, they're like, hey, I could kick right, this guy knows I could kick his ass. It immediately calms them down. And so I would diffuse that all the time. I, I'd even go, hey, I'll tell you what, I'll let you ride in the front seat. You know what I mean? I could ride in the front seat, which in reality, we didn't, have, we didn't have a cage in the back, so we had to ride in the front seat anyway. But I made it like a little incentive, you know? Listen, so you get, when did you decide, I don't want to do this anymore, and you want to go into uh, stand-up? Well, um... You know, I it, it, was, it was a rough job. I almost died in the line of duty three times. Right. I slipped on the ice. I got bit by a tick, and I hit a deer. <laughs> all in like all in twelve months. Okay. All in twelve months. And I'm Wait, like, did you you got the Lyme disease thing or? No, I, I caught it in time. It was right over my vest, and I, I pulled it. I was right up on my like my shoulder area. Oh, and I, I caught I caught it in time with the tick, but it was close. It was a scare. It was a scare. Yeah, that's super scary. That's the scariest thing I've heard. Oh my god, Jeez. super scary. So. So I was I was in the schools doing the the dare program, you know all this stuff, um, you know teaching in front of kids, and I loved being up in front of people. So I went down and tried the open mic down in Boston, Mass, a place called Stitches Comedy Club. Right. Um, and this would have been in the early '90s, the first time I went on. Yeah. Um, and, and you and, tell uh, nobody, you tell nobody you're doing this, or who do you tell you're doing this when oh, you first so, go? So this is so so the very first time I go, I didn't tell anybody in case you bomb. Right? right, and this is and so I go down and it went surprisingly well. I did three minutes. I did three minutes. It went surprisingly well. So the next time you sign up, you get to go like two. It takes two or three months to get back on stage, right? right. I sign up again. This time I tell everybody, right? There's fifty people. <laughs> fifty people come down from Kittery and Portsmouth area, right? They all come down. Right. They're all gonna see me, right? <laughs> I'm ready to go. This guy Vinny Favorito is the host. Oh you know, yeah, Vinny Favorito. Yeah. Yeah. What's good? 
Vinny Favorito is hilarious. He was really good at crowd work. He's yeah. really good at that put down humor. He has this he would just bury a heckler, right? Right. So I go up there. Now I have an idea for my second time on stage. I got a sport coat, right? I was gonna wear a sport coat this time, <laughs> right? <laughs> Over my t shirts. I wear the sport coat, but I didn't take the tag off of it on the on the sleeve that you're supposed to take off because I'm like, I'm gonna work that into my act. Right. right? So I go up. Clearly, it's not working. I try to do the thing about the coat; doesn't work. I start. I go into a joke; it's not working. So I start dropping the f bomb, like like every <laughs> every fourth word is the f word, and it's just not going well. And I am aware it's not going well, which makes it even not go even less well. Right. So now I'm just I'm just I'm bombing. Right? So uh, Vinny comes up. And he comes up to me like that, and I'm. He goes. He takes the mic. He goes. All right. He just looks at me with the mic while I'm still on stage. He goes. Hey, Justin, next time, why don't you try throwing a few fucks in there? Maybe that'll get it. <laughs> right? I, I, in front of everybody I know. Okay? Right. And then I'm like, oh, yeah. And, and he goes, he goes, what's with this? And he starts making fun of He goes, it's about my jacket. The little tag. He, goes, that didn't, that, he, goes, he goes, that didn't go over, did it? And I go, what's, he had a jacket on that said Giggles Comedy Club. And right. I go, what's with this? I go, Giggles. I, I try making fun of him. Right. <laughs> he, he just goes, he goes, yeah, it's a place where I get paid to do comedy. Right? Huge laugh. <laughs> So I, Lenny, I go to the back of the room, and I know other comedians have similar stories to this. A guy goes up after me, and that I was there when I was there two months ago, does the exact same jokes. I literally was in the back going, you can do that? Like, I didn't know you do the same material. I did a new three minutes. Yeah. And the new three minutes was not it was not good. Yeah. So um, that was the, that probably made me stay in comedy because I'm like, there's no way I'm going out like that. Could you imagine if I didn't continue? Right. I mean, it's already embarrassing enough with my 24 inch pool. Yeah. Can you imagine <laughs> if I didn't continue and I just oh remember that? Remember you thought you were funny? Is there anything uh, worse? Well, you, people, oh, you, you would you be know? head of the force now somewhere, right? I would have what? You've been head of the police force now somewhere. Oh, yeah, I would I was would have been a chief of police. That's probably what I would have done. Yeah. Well, listen, yeah. I didn't get to all the stuff. We're done with the first corner, but I want to talk um, about real quick, wrapping it up. You've done everything like that you've had now. You've obviously you've come a long way from that three minutes. You've got hours and hours of stuff. You're a killer act. You've been on the road everywhere. Um, you have two. You have specials all over the place. Comedy Central, Prime, Amazon. Like wh what's left? What like? Other than like hitting one of these, like what if I gave you the one thing you wanted to do, like you want a Netflix special, you want a full sitcom, what what at this point in your life I, do you want to do? I I I would have wanted I, I, I really would want a show. Right. A show. Whether I'm writing whether I'm whether I create and write the show or I star in it, right? So I'm still swinging the bat with that stuff. I've still got a couple things in the fire right now. Right. Um, you know, I wrote this thing called Hosed about a volunteer fire department. In yep. the fictitious town of Effingwoods, New Hampshire, yeah, and I put it on. I put it on the web. Dennis Leary saw that, right, and it reached out to me. So we oh. then sold it to IFC. I wrote the whole pilot. Like, had that gotten on? Like, had had that had that show made it? Mm -hmm. Like that. That's what I would have wanted to do. And then I think once that happens, it opens the door for the the other, the other six stuff. ideas I have. You know, well, so it's well. getting getting in that door. To where I'm making TV shows and I'm making stuff is really what I'd like to do. All right, but I'm in this situation. Let me hit the let me hit the button on that. I, you're you're segueing right into my second thing: sitcom and development deals. But go ahead, keep talking. Like you, you definitely want to do this. You like writing and developing shows, and like you said, you just need one to go. Yes, I need one to stick. I've had I've had the deals, and you know it's always bad luck. Like 
like, you know, you go back to my first development deals that I got in 1998, 1999. One was with Warner Brothers. One was with the CBS. They were, you know, six-figure deals. Yeah. Um, to, for my own, this was to, this was it. This is what I left my job for. This is what I always wanted. Yeah. And, you know, so the first year I do a show, I make a deal with uh, Warner Brothers, right? Yeah. So we go to Warner Brothers. That's why it's a studio. So you can go to any network with it. Right. Well, supposedly, right at the time, that um, Warner Brothers got rid of the head and they hired this new guy that supposedly didn't get along with Les Moonves, the head of CBS. Right. So I, I remember being told, well, well he's not going to come in and make one of his, he hates that guy. You know, He's not going to make one of his shows. You know, it was one of those where yeah. it was almost like politics kind of got me, okay? Right. And now, cut to year two, I get the deal in 99. I get it, uh, I get the deal with, uh, this is with John DeResta, who was in uh, a oh, subway yeah. cop at the yeah. time. I don't even remember John DeResta. So, we get a deal together, and we write it with a guy named Alan Kirschenbaum. You know Alan Kirschenbaum, Freddie Roman's son? Yes. Um, so we pick him to be the showrunner for our show, okay? I, I'll never forget being in the room at CBS, and the heads of CBS are just like, not less move as, but right below him. Mm -hmm. I'm like, hey, can we just tell you, this is our favorite show this whole season, right? <laughs> this is what they're telling us as we're, right? This right. is our favorite idea. This whole, so I'm literally thinking... I got I got it on my wall because it was a high priority that year. This this show was a high priority. Yeah. Like this one, it was a it was a good cup, bad cup. I I moved down from here, go to New York City. Uh, you know, I'm I'm this officer friendly, want to save the world. You know what I mean? I love the job, love people, community policing. You know. Yeah. So long story short, so we finish our pilot. Before we finish our pilot, rather, we see in the trades that Alan was working on Yestir that got. Greenland. Oh, yeah. And we didn't know he was working on another show, even. He never told us. So Alan was working on another show. So now we're like, uh oh. So John's like, what does that mean for us? And he's on this show. So sure enough, what it meant was they didn't want him working on two shows at the same time. He, how can he show run two shows? Right. So they held us for like another six months. They extended our hold so that if anything happened with the year, right, cast contingent, it fell apart. They were going to make ours like that was how close I got to at least making the pilot. Right. You know, so and, and you know, so that so now, now you know that story. I, I'm not going to relive it here, but I basically <laughs> took all that six figure money, put it in the stock market, <laughs> lost it all. And now I'm walking around in 2000, 2001 in L.A. more depressed than I ever. I, I blew everything. I didn't buy anything. I bought a I bought a leather jacket with all my money. <laughs> so I'm from Raindorps. No, I'm just kidding. See, I did that. Um, so here's my point. So I, so um, I get the tonight show in 2002. Yeah. I, I, I was depressed. I, I, that, that was my goal at the time was to get the tonight show. And I couldn't have been more depressed on that first tonight show. Like I can't even watch it because I just know where my mind was. Right. Yeah. So, um, so then I finally, I have to claw out of this hole now because I squandered my chance of, you know, get, I could have bought property and then I could have just stayed there. But now I'm on the road. I'm having to go tour so I can pay my bills and, you know, let's put money down and buy a house. So come 2005, 2006, real estate was like through the roof. We couldn't afford to live in L.A. Mm -hmm. So with, I ended up back in New Hampshire. So all that rolling block, um, you know, just kind of knocked me you know, knocked me off my game completely to say the least. But so I'm back to, to develop another show. This is, this is staying on the theme of show development. Yep. So I get back here. My first four to five years back here were very, were good. I did a, I did my half hour special. I think I saw you at my yep. comedy central presents. Yep. 
was like an 07. I got you, the blue collar next, wait, wait, next you, gen. You also did that show. You did a back-to-back that day with a guy that I never heard of named Sebastian Montescalco. And, like, who's ever heard of him, right? It's like the dude, biggest that, in the world. Dude, dude, that guy opened for me. Yeah, that's right. He did the first <laughs> half hour. You did the he second half hour. Me. That's let right. me tell you something else. Let me, that's another thing. <laughs> I I never get the good spots on these shows, right? Uh, so basically, I'm going up after Sebastian has to go, at, you know. So it's basically like you want the middle spot when you're taping, right. ideally. So he's he's pretty much got the middle. I got to go after him, which was fine. I mean, I, I was pretty happy with my half hour. Yeah, I, was good. I, I would say it was very I good. was pretty happy with mm-hmm. it. So so um so anyway, so I I do the half hour. And I get, then I get an hour off of that. I get, uh, then they give me an hour, the Comedy Central hour. I get, uh, I do the Blue Collar tour. I had a deal with Comedy Central with my own show. That was another show development. So what happened with that? Oh my gosh, can I even talk about this? Sure. I think I can talk about this. <laughs> yeah. So I had a deal. This, this is how the luck of show development. This is how things just have to line up. So I get this, I write this pilot. Well, I co-write it with this guy named uh, Eric Friedman out in L.A for an animated show about my life, right? We turn in the pilot, and this is the first time this has ever happened to me. They were supposed to give us notes. They go, guys, they go, we don't have any notes. Like, this is amazing. (laughs) We don't even have any notes. They go, we have one question. Rather than doing this animated, would you consider doing this live as a live show? And we're like, yeah, Yeah, you know, why not? So that was the note. It was basically they want to make it into a live show, right? Right. So I'm like, all right, what could go wrong here? Well, I'll tell you what could go wrong. The guy, the guy that I was that was doing it with us, my buddy Jim, this guy Jim from L.A., he was married to one of the head of comedy developments at Comedy Central at the time, and they hadn't done a show yet together. I think it's a little bit of a conflict, husband wife kind of team. Like they hadn't really, they didn't know how that would even work. Like having them do one. Well, they booked some show called like American Auto Body or something that went on before ours got made, and it was supposedly didn't go well. So supposedly that all blew up. So then my thing just died. Like that thing, this great pilot, but oh my God, this is, we don't even have any notes, you know? So, yeah. so then that, so that got blown up by that. So then you cut to the, the hose thing. So that's another show development was the firefighter show. So I create that, that gets a lot of buzz um, and heat from, you know, the like Dennis Leary saw it. And then um, I don't know what happened that went to IFC and then that didn't happen. And I think the person who, who made the deal with me then left like IFC, like it was one of those things. Yeah. So when it comes to show development, and you know this money, it's just, it's luck. You, you can have the best, it's luck, it's out of your hands. Well, I got, and, I got a couple questions. First of all, with the, <clears throat> the Warner Brothers deal, with Alan Kirschenbaum, that was his choice to pick, do I want Yes Dear or do I want your show? No, the way I understood it, the way I understand it is, you know, all these studios have these, uh, and networks have these writers on, like, retainer, right? They're like, we'll do the show, the show. He was just working on, he was, you know, he throws, he works on two, three, four shows, maybe. You know, whatever. Oh, let's work this. Well, well, Les Moonves read Yes Dear before he got to our script. Mm -hmm. So he just read, so that got greenlit before ours got greenlit. And then once he was doing that, so it was just one of those years. Well, what about the next year? You can't get it. They don't hold it for the following year and go, hey. That's what's maddening. That's what's maddening. Well, what's what's your agent doing? What's your agent? Is your agent screaming at them? Like, can we have it back and pitch it somewhere? But Lenny, Lenny, I think this happens all the time. I think Mm. once you do an idea and it just doesn't go, it's very rare. You'll hear these rare stories. And it's usually because some a star is attached. I'm not a star. So the last thing they're thinking is, oh, we got to make that Justin McKinney show. Well, you that's, know what I mean? That's what, 
that was going to be my next question. Like, the good thing is working with Leslie, and I tell Neil these stories all the time. Like, if you're unknown, it's really hard because they always take a better shot at some name. And uh, I don't know if Anthony Clark was the big name on Yestia or the other guy, but I mean, he was big enough that maybe that's what, you know, Les Moonves was thinking. But I mean, when we work with Leslie, it always starts with her, you know, show development. They don't even have anything. They don't have half the idea. They don't have anything. They're just like, uh, Leslie Jones, this guy wants to work with you. And then let's just go. You know what I mean? They, they have like a sketch of an idea. And they'll they'll make this into a full thing just because they can attach her to the project. Were, that, were, were you able to film any of those pilots? None of them, right? None of them. I mean, yeah. no, nope. I didn't if, get to film any of them. Did you ever think of like attaching somebody else? Not that the director or like, the first one, the Warner Brothers one or whatever. Like, who was attached to that other than you? Like, could you have partnered up? Partnered up? Like what? What did, did you learn anything from this? Like, should you have partnered up with partnered up well, yes. with somebody well, big? Well, now, now it's changed, right? I'm pitching something right now, mm-hmm. and I'm not, I'm not set to start. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm writing it. Right. Um, and it's yes, exactly. So you've got it now, but they want, they want star attached, even showrunner, you know, like a whole package. Did the you producer? Did you, did you know you, the studio? Did you ever get an offer to write anything? I mean, you're cranking. Does anybody pay attention like your agents? Like, okay, this guy's written like three pilots that get no notes and they're like on the brink of going. Why didn't you get a writing job in LA like on a staff or not yesterday? Obviously, you would have been pissed. Uh, but like any other sitcom that was running at the time, when this I, is mid- late when 90s. I, when, I first, when I first was doing it, the, the second one, Warner Brothers asked me if I would be interested in writing. And I wasn't at the time. I didn't want to, I wanted to perform. I was still, right? I was just, come, I hadn't even done The Tonight Show. Yet right, at right, that point. right. So I still wanted to perform. So I didn't want to. Looking back, I mm-hmm. wish I would have, obviously, because there's a lot of advantages to that. Yeah. And then, you know, you could write your own thing if you're proven as a writer. So I, I definitely made some mistakes. Mm-hmm. If I did it over again, I would have, I would have changed a few things. But you're saying, yeah, with well, a pilot, I wrote with the no notes. Um, I didn't have, I didn't even have a legit agent. I had a manager. I was with the parallel at the time. I had a manager, but no, um, no agent. And then the host, I didn't have anybody either because I'm back here in New Hampshire. It's like, that's the other thing. I don't even have, I mean, I have Gersh for my public appearances, mm-hmm. um, but I don't have a, you know, a, a regular agent even right now. So I'm cranking out this stuff now. If, if I sell it, it'll be without an agent. Well, do you feel like now they, now in the last like three or four years, you feel like a, all these networks and there's Netflix and Hulu and Amazon, you feel like it's, it's opening up again. I do. I feel like there's a chance. I've got two things right now that I'm really excited about and I've, and I've got a little bit of traction on. Yeah. Um, but here again, I've been down this road so many times, but mm. the fact that you've got Netflix and prime and Apple and all these other places that need content, I'm going you know, you don't want to toot your horn for your own stuff, but you're like, I mean, come on, how come this can't go? Yeah. But it is about it is about attaching the right people, Ugh. you know. So oh, yeah. Um. All right. Well, overall, like you said, you do some stuff differently. What was the main? Did you? Can you give a anybody out there one piece of advice that would help them, like when pitching or developing a show, like other than attaching a star? Obviously, that helps, but that's hard for a lot of people to do. What what um, piece of advice could you give to somebody? 
Jeez, I don't even know if looking at my track record, if I'm even a good one to give advice. <laughs> I mean, it's like it's like don't do what I did. Um, you know, I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's like it's funny because I, I, I mean, I think you got to just keep creating. I mean, and keep going. But if you don't have, it's luck. It's out of your hands. So all you can do is put out the best stuff you can put out. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know, network better, like make contacts and, you, you know, um, I, I don't, I don't know. All right. I let mean, me ask you I one, wish, let me ask you one stupid I, question. Can I you, need, I need advice. <laughs> can can Jeez, you, are you, when you, do you sell these ideas to those networks and now they own them? Like for example, the, um, I don't know, the Leary one, right? Do you sell that to his company and they give you a little money and then they own it? Like yes, you said, it just drops guess, away. You can't buy it back. I got paid to write that, and I believe it's expired. I believe it's back to me now. Mm. I mean, it may be the actual pilot, but the the story. You know what I mean? Maybe the actual that everything I wrote, like word for word, is yeah. theirs. I have to look into it, but I'm not giving up on that idea. Like well, I think that's an idea that still has uh, still has legs. I just need the I just need the clout to do it. But that's one of my favorite ideas, dude. I go to I'll go to Colorado, and people will come up to me and go, like, "What's happening with Hose?" You know what I mean? I love that. We all watch it. We like, I mean, people still, I get, I get wrecked all over the place. People come up to me I all over the like country that. and ask about that. And I'm yeah. like, I can't get that on all the crap that's on TV. You can't, you can't look that this is a funny idea. No one sees that this is a funny idea. Yeah. I don't understand. All right. Well, we could talk about that uh, off the thing. Cause I, I got some ideas, but um, all right, let's move on to the third one. Um, I want to go back to the, the police of you being, um, you know, you're being a sheriff in 20 with now the police are so obviously what we're going through right now, this is a perfect time, but not, I don't want to do that angle. You, you have a different angle on the, on the police because obviously you were a policeman. You were, you're a deputy sheriff in your twenties. I mean, and your cop jokes are still the best jokes of all time. It's a whole different ball game being a small town policeman as far as, and then, or being like a New York city cop, right? I think it is a whole different ballgame, and part of it was what I touched on before right. about you know you, you're kind of by yourself. Um, you know the town, it, right? You know the people. You know the town. You know the people. But here it is. It's like right now. What's going on right now is it's so anti. Uh, it, it, there's such an anti-police climate out there right now yeah. that it doesn't matter if you're up in a up in a small town. My friend, I got a friend. This woman named Amy who's been a cop for 35 years is the most awesome person cop you could ever imagine has dedicated her life to it. Used to work sex assault cases was her thing. She was a detective for at least a decade, right? This amazing, amazing person. She's at a rally last week and people, she's a grandmother now, by the way, people are screaming the C word at her and I don't Uh, mean cops. Okay. And they're, they're, they're literally like, I mean her whole life and that's, and this is up in Maine. Like she's like, so, and now, you know, how many people, how many police up there, uh, how many instances of cops killing people up there? Zero. Yeah. But yet, but they get pulled into that. It was, you know, they get pulled into the whole thing and it's, it's a really, uh, it's a really sad time and it's different and I can't relate to what it would be like to work in the city. Um, Mm -hmm. and I can't, you know, and I don't know what it's like to be a black person. So I think that what I do know is I think communication and trying to work together is better than us versus them. Like try to be, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's, I mean, it's sad. It made me, I went to a black lives matter rally yeah. and it just, it, and, and it made me really sad 
because yeah, of course what, what's going on i mean it, it's... It be what's going on and then and then they for all it's just it just made me really sad um and it's i just the george floyd thing any cop i know yeah. says i don't know what that was who would ever do that it almost looked to me like the guy was a white supremacist that infiltrated the police <laughs> and wanted to start a civil war yeah nobody you teaches I mean? nobody teaches the police to do that right no, it doesn't make any sense on any level. And, you know, so it's that was so hard. That's why this one touched off such a nerve with everybody. It's just it just doesn't make any sense. And but there is reform is obviously needed. And, you know, I mean, this is a whole other conversation. But it's like, you know, uh, my experience was just everyone I knew best people i know are cops some of the best human beings i know are cops when you hear when you hear defund the police that you must laugh because your budget when you were a sheriff in that town was like 20 cents right defund the police (laughs) we were way ahead of that movement (laughs) we we were getting defunded in the 90s my bulletproof vest was expired by like 10 years and it was it was literally it was like polyester i'm not even lying and I remember the chief said, "You're gonna on a cold winter night. You're gonna want it. You know, when the wind starts blowing, you're gonna want it." So, well, what was your what was your like place or your office or precinct? I mean, was it super like was it like a little jail Tiny. in there? Or Would something? you have one one person jail or? Yeah. No, we well, it's what, funny. One of those things where the guy could reach out and like grab the keys off the wall, <laughs> like that. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It's not Mayberry. <laughs> Jeez, you, you gotta go back and watch Nick at night. What, now look, <laughs> listen, well, when I first started, it was in the jail. It's about a 90-person jail. Oh, okay. And, um, and, uh, and then we moved to the basement of the courthouse. So it kind of like moved around. When it was in the basement of the courthouse, it was kind of funny because it was like all one room. Um, and, uh, that, you know, that we had in there, that, that to me was, was kind of a funny scene, but it was, uh. You know, the jail had about, and, and let me tell you something, like I, uh, here's, a, here's a funny story. I had a guy that, um, you know, I was very community police oriented, right? I was like all about stopping and talking to people and all that. Right. And uh, so I see this guy visits, visiting one of the inmates in the jail, and his name was Richard. And uh, he had he had broken to 85 camps, 84 burglaries, <laughs> he, he's, he, right? So, and I solved it. I solved the case. And so, you know, but like I said, so he did his time and he, and he got out, you know, whatever. So I saw him sitting there. He was visiting someone. I go, Hey Richard, how are you? I go, how you doing, man? You know, he goes good. You know, I'm turning my life around. I'm like, that's awesome, man. Good for you. He's like, you, you keep your head up. All right. Yeah, no problem. Cut to an hour later, I'm up having lunch about, uh, you know, 30 minutes up the road. I get a call. There's a guy on the jail with a blowtorch trying to break out his buddy it was that guy <laughs> it was he, he, he had a blowtorch and he was like going through the bars he was like this is, yeah. so it was so funny so anyway yeah. um tell neil well, now, the joke wait tell well, neil just... the joke about the sketch artist you guys didn't have a sketch artist <laughs> well i did a joke we didn't have it we yeah. couldn't afford a sketch artist so we had a caricaturist <laughs> <laughs> Which so so we had one guy in town that had a really big head. He was arrested for everything. <laughs> that was my old kid oh, show. Can I just tell you? Can I just tell you on a on, you know on a serious note? You talk about being how you treat people, and I was always big about that. When I had a new new officer, I would say, look, you know, everyone should love the. The only people who shouldn't like a cop is a criminal that's breaking the law, and you're you're stomping on their their fun, right? Yeah. yeah. Everyone should like a cop, no matter who they are. You know, so. 
when I was in the jail, I treated people, like I said, I got that protection because I treated people good. So when people say, look at every cop as, oh, this cop's racist and all they want, like it hurts me personally because I, I was up in Maine. That I, I had one instance with a black person. That was a, a serious instance. Mm-hmm. He wanted me to shoot him. He had a knife, wanted me to shoot him. Oh. And I go, I'm not shooting you. And he goes, I'm gonna, I go, he goes, I'm going to make you shoot me. Like he was going to come at me, you know, this whole suicide by cop thing. Right. And I yes. go, I'm not doing it. I go, you get I did the whole spiel. I'm making eight bucks an hour. I go, there's no way I'm doing it. I go, if you want to take me out, you're going to take it. Well, the guy knew me from the jail. Right. And I talked, but I talked him down for 45 minutes. I talked him down for it and I, and, it, and, it, and I diffused it. And that was yeah. the one instant that I had. So that, you know what I mean? So, and I like, that's where my mindset is, is that as a cop, you know, where it's all about helping people and saving lives. And I just wish that, you know, I don't know. I just hope we find our way out of this mess. Um, well, now when you go from there, like, is a, is being like a detective, like then you get plain clothes and all, is that like the big deal of that? Or is that just some people want to do that? Um, well, as the department crew, we had like one person that was a detective at our department at the time, and he handled mostly sexual assault cases because they were really in-depth and you couldn't be out answering calls. But we were basically, as a sheriff's deputy, we were basically um, like uniformed detectives. Like if I showed up and your house was broken into, I would dust it for fingerprints. I'd take oh, all you were, the boat. You were like the whole CSI. You were doing everything? I'd have to do it all from beginning to end. <laughs> you go, go interview people. I mean, it was it was really uh, – yeah, it was really something – and we didn't have like um, we didn't have like an evidence locker at the station, so I would have to keep stuff home. I don't know if you, uh, I'd bring it home. I don't know if you know this story, Lenny, but so I lived <laughs> with my buddy James Brown in a trailer. I lived in a trailer. My police car came home with me, by the way, yeah. in the trailer park. Oh God! So they would um, they would so so my police car came home with me, and. Uh, <laughs> And when I first moved in, by the way, they didn't know it was me. They thought I, they were waiting to see if I was going to come out with somebody. Like they thought I was arresting somebody at the trailer. And the next day, I swear to you, the next day, I think my neighbor thought I stole the police car. You know what I mean? Like, oh, my, my neighbor's cool. He stole a cop car. You know. So but I had I had these I had this one case where this person had all their coin collection was stolen, right? Right. And they kept the coin collection. This is a super valuable coin collection in their back closet in an igloo cooler. Okay? okay, it wasn't in a it wasn't a safe. I'm like, geez, you know, it's got that little button. Basically, the security was the little button you push in. You just flip the lid over. That was the security, right? So I gotta dust it for prints. So I take it to my trailer. This is no lie. I take it to my trailer. I'm gonna dust it the next day. My roommate is loading it with beer. He's going to the beach. He's got ice and he's putting beer in it. I'm like, dude. I go, I gotta dust that for prints. He's like, oh, sorry. He's laughing about it. And I'm like, so he ended up getting uh, two years for B and E. You arrested your dad a couple of times, right? I had a warrant for arrest. My dad was, um, you know, he he's had all kinds of issues. I mean, right. all drunk and stuff. You know, he was homeless for, right. for for twelve, you know, for a decade, and now he's sober. Now he's my biggest fan. My dad's doing great now. Yeah. Um, but he, but I would, I was on, would be on patrol and they'd go County 18, you know, we got a warrant of arrest here. And I'm like, at 10 go ahead. And they're like, uh, it's for your dad. <laughs> like, you know, so I would, so I would have the, so it was just, uh, it, it was, it was, it was just, it was just nuts. But, um, um, can you tell the story real quick, um, which cracked me up about how you and Al went to the movie scene to do a to audition for a movie or whatever. oh this tell, is the best yeah tell neil that story yeah, we'll let this we'll, is the yeah, best guy is it 
Hey, you guys, it sounds like I'm breaking up a little on my okay, end. So, right yeah. It sounds good yeah, most of the time okay, coming through no, here. I'm here to two with Lenny. I'm here to two, but I think Lenny's good, as long as he's good. Yeah, it sounds okay, good. It sounds pretty good coming through, so I'll okay, tell you good. if it Okay, good. So, okay, so this is what happens. Al so Ducharme. Now, Al Ducharme is I, another comedian, so people out there don't know. We'll have him on soon. Yes. Okay. Al Ducharme, yes. So it's a good buddy, Al Ducharme. So Al Ducharme, uh, so this is what happens. So I get... I'm working still part-time as the department while I'm still going down to Boston doing stand-up. I'm, I'd go do a few shifts a month to keep my certification in case comedy doesn't work out. I could go back and get my job back. Right. Right. So, so here I'm working. The Lieutenant calls me in the office. He goes, Hey, come on in here. He goes, Hey, Hollywood, come on in here. Call me Hollywood. Right. <laughs> he's, trying to, he's trying to make it. He goes, what's up? He goes, I got the show unsolved mysteries. They need a They need a car and a deputy at the thing you and i thought you'd be the guy to do it and i'm like yeah cool you know i'll be i'll be an unsolved mysteries right yeah so i show up i show up in the you know my cruiser in my uniform and you know they're going through and they're telling me like, so i'm asking the person i'm like so uh so they like the cop comes up to, am i go am i going to use my real gun like do you want me to use want me to take the bullets out of it am i using my real gun they go oh no 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 they go you're not in it they go, I'm not in it. They go, no, we just needed the car. And I go, oh, I go, I thought I was in it. So then I'm thinking they probably cast some big guy. You know, maybe they wanted to look like a main, you know, maybe he's a big out of shape guy or they're yeah. looking for a different type than me, right? All of a sudden in a little, I think it was a Honda Civic, I see Al Ducharme pull up. He's literally my exact body type. Yep. Like we look like people confuse us all the time. Yep. They, they would confuse us. He literally was, I go, Al? What are you doing? He goes, he goes, I'm playing a deputy sheriff. I'm like, you're playing a deputy sheriff? I'm like, how didn't I get this call, right? So now, so now, Al, Al's doing his thing. Everything he's asking, he goes, go ask him how he'd do it. So I have to tell Al how to do everything. Like, I'm like, no, you hold, I go, you don't, I go, you don't hold the gun up near your ear. That's like in the movies. You keep it down here. Like, you, you know, you walk like this. So I'm literally instructing him doing it, and I'm not even in it, and Al was in that. So that was my – I almost had a TV credit. My, my cruiser was in it. My uh, cruiser got got a credit. Uh, that's so funny. All right. Did so that, that ever air? I got to see that. Yeah, I got to see that. It did that. air. It uh, did air. Oh, yeah. man. Did, have, you, have you ever gotten pull, pulled over? I have. And what – do you go through your Lenny. little cop jargon? Lenny. Lenny. Yeah. Gun pulled on me at LAPD. I almost got shot. Oh my lord! You want to tell do it? You want it? Do you have time for this story? Yeah. Yes. Go ahead. We'll end with we'll end the segment with this story. Go. Okay. So you know the guy, the Comedy Central guy I was telling you about. I did the gym. The guy Jim. I did one of the. He was a buddy of mine in LA. Okay. So DeResta and I were trying to do a show called Good Cop Bad Cop. Okay. It right. was going to be a. Uh, so he's got contacts at Comedy Central. So we're in the Reno 911 car. Right. In LA. But then we put a we put a leather piece of leather over the light bar, okay? So it's, it's so it's a so it's a Mark Cruiser, but there's a leather thing over the light bar, so it's the light bar that's supposed. You got me in NYPD uniform, next to me Daresta NYPD uniform, back seat you got Jim Jim Jones and I got Kyle Dunnigan. Right. You know Kyle Dunnigan? Yep. Yeah. They've got cameras. They're filming John and I, right? We're making a sizzle reel. Right? <laughs> <laughs> this is at noon. This yeah. is at twelve noon. Okay, middle of the day, bright, sunny L.A. We get pulled over, and uh, they come up, and they're like, hey, so what's going on here? So we tell them, this is him. His, he's married to the head of Comedy Central. This is the Reno car. This is him. I go, uh, 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 he was a cop in New York. They start talking about New York cops. I was a cop in Maine. I'm talking about that. 
I, I tell them I just did the chief of police, Bill Bratton. I just did his black tie event in front of the mayor, the chief. I did it. I just did it like two months ago. Oh, we don't go to. They don't invite us to that. Ha ha ha. You know, laughing. But you know, old, old like it's like we're cop buddies in my head. It's like I'm talking to a bunch of just old cop friends, right? Right. Yeah. So all of a sudden, we're there for a good five minutes on the side of the road. They say to me, they go, and I'm driving. They go, are those real guns? Right? I go, no. And I go to put my hand on the gun. They both drew on me in 1.1 seconds. Both the guns. The rest of throws his hands up on the roof, almost breaks. He goes, Hah! he like literally, I'm like literally throws like this. They're like, don't touch it. It's like, and literally, I just had to say that, and then they reached in, and I, and I was so, listen to me, and I'm being completely honest here. If I did not stop, they would have, you don't pull a gun. They don't know if, what if I was some part of some crazy, they don't know me. Right. Like, here I am telling, but I thought they knew me. I thought, but, but that, does that not sum up the difference between a city a city cop and a country cop? Yeah. I'm thinking, what am I? It's like, I'm in the middle of the day, we've got this story, we're talking, I'm telling you about your chief, you know he has the event, I just told you I did the event, that's gonna be, I gotta be the best storyteller in the world if I can pull that <laughs> off, right? So, literally, they, but that's, and I, I'm telling you right now, it, 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 I couldn't believe, to this day, it's like, I, I don't know. I, did I they apologize? Like did they apologize for that? When they yeah, they out. just said, they, I, I, I apologize too. I go, I'm sorry. I go, I just wasn't thinking. He goes, yeah, they, you know what I mean? And then they saw that they weren't real. You know, they looked real, but they weren't real guns. So you but, get, back, uh, you get you know, back in the car and the, guys, guy, the guy from Comedy all, Central probably shit I, his pants. Oh, we all shit our pants. <laughs> I mean, I, I, John and I, we had to go change our, I mean, we, we, unbelievable. It was like the scariest <laughs> moment ever. And, uh, it, it, it was unbelievable. And here's the thing: you got to remember, they're watching videos, training videos, right. where actual real videos where cops get pulled over and someone's talking to them, like, "Oh yeah, officer. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, I've got it right here." And they, and they pull out a gun and shoot him. Like it's like <laughs> this stuff they see. So I'm I wasn't connected to it. So right. I, I, I'm not even thinking. I'm like a up in the country, and, and and so I never lived that one down. I mean, it was like I'm like what yeah. an idiot. And, and I would have been. I, I would have been wrong. I mean, I can't pull. I can't pull a gun out. No, yeah. it's oh, it's fake. Here, check it out. <laughs> All right. While I have you, what's the best way out of a ticket? Do I should I cry? Does that work? I've seen women do it and cry and get well, out. Right now, I don't even know if cops are writing tickets right now. My cop in my town is walking down with a bag of candy and dog treats. <laughs> he's like, he's, he's like doing. He's trying to do the most uh, aggressive community policing I've ever seen ever. I mean, he's like waving to everybody. Um, <laughs> So I don't know if you got to do anything right now. Uh, that's hilarious. All right, we'll, we'll end with that one. All right, now the fourth corner I want to do today is I want to do a quiz, and um, I'm, I don't want to tell Neil what the quiz is going to be, so we're going to lose Neil. He's going to hang up, and I'll right. call him back. That's how we got to do it these days. So, Neil, hang up. I'll call you right back. Bye-bye. All right, so now I have you. All right, so uh, disclosure here for the audience. So... We've been doing some of the, this comic set up this trivia night. This guy, Tony Dale, we had him on the show. He's great. He does a trivia night. I keep coming in second. Uh, Justin decided to do it the last <laughs> the last time, and he got assigned to our team, which uh, the last couple times, right? We keep coming in second. And, um, yes. And you're hilarious to play with. Like, you're, the comedy is great. Your knowledge of shit is zero. But Gina and I <laughs> love you. That's not true, Lenny. Every That's once in true. a while, you'll come up with an inkling of something. But what... That you're like these questions aren't my kind of questions and one day you're like why can't they give you 
questions about presidents. That's what Gina said. You said presidents' questions. You can answer questions about the presidents. Is that true? Well, not all presidents. Mostly Franklin uh, Roosevelt. All right. So what I did was... I saw the, I saw the Ken Burns documentary. Go ahead. <laughs> today's, <laughs> today's quiz is going to be presidents, and I try to make it as easy as possible. All you got to ah. do is tell me, okay? I'm going to read you the, the initials of the president, okay? You just got to tell me who I'm talking about, all right? That's it. Oh, I just God. give you the initials. You tell me I'm talking about. I'll give you one point. If you tell me, I give you the initials of president, and you tell me what number president he was, do not cheat, Justin. I can hear you shuffling paper. Oh, no, I don't know the numbers. No, I, I'm just, I got a piece of paper just to write down the initials, but I, I don't, I'm not good with the numbers well, at all. I can tell guess. you the years. Just guess. I, I, you just have to guess on the number of president he was. I, I don't expect you. I'll just give you a quick bonus point if yeah. you, you can guess. So obviously okay. we've had, uh, so if I said DJT, you would say Donald J. Trump. Or I'll take Donald Trump for the answer. Donald John Trump. Okay. And what number is he? 45. So you get two points for that. Okay. If you couldn't give me 45, I'd give you one. All right. Okay. Simple okay. as that. All right. All right. All right. Here we go. I got 20 of these for you right here. They start off easy and they get harder as we go. Um, JFK. On F. Kennedy. Okay. Fitzgerald. I get extra points for Fitzgerald? Uh, no, but I'll give it to you. So what? All right. What number was he? You know what? Like I said, because I have no real concept of numbers, I would have to go back. I know he was uh, right before Johnson. Uh, it was 62. Uh, I was in the 60s. Um, I'm going to guess if this is 45. Was he like 32 or something? Ooh, 34? close. 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 34? No. Nope. Um, we're just going to go. Well, I, I can't tell you because I'm going to have Neil come All on right. and try and 30, beat you. Okay. So I'm giving you okay. one. You get one point for that. Okay. Um, Abraham. I'm sorry. Uh, A.L. A. Abraham Lincoln. What Abraham number? Lincoln. He was 16. Right? You are correct. There are a lot of people. All right, know. that one I know. Okay, B H O. B H O would be um, B H O. Uh, oh my God, B H O. Uh, is this going to be embarrassing to me? Um, B-H-O. We could take out uh, his that, middle that. name. How about B-O? Yes, it's going to be very embarrassing. Oh, Barack Obama. Barack Obama. Barack <laughs> what, Obama. And what Jeez. number? Barack Obama would have been um, uh, 44. There you go. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, U-S-G. Ulysses S. Grant? Yes. What number would he be? Well, this would have been uh, Civil War. So if Lincoln was uh, 16... I'm going to say he was maybe, what he, was he like 18? Yes. Okay. Very good. HST. Harry S. Truman. Yep. Um, he's right after Franklin Roosevelt. Would have been uh, in 45 when he became president. But when was FGs? I'm trying to think of what FDR was. FDR, as much as I know about FDR, do I, know, I don't know the number. Um, so if I'm going to have to guess backwards, I don't know if I'm, I'm getting timed here. But um, nope. that would have to be, um, oh, my God, Five, six, six, uh, uh, like 39? Ooh. No, 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 Thir 38? No. Okay, let's keep going. G All right. GWB. George Walker Bush. Okay, and what number? He would be 43. Yes, very good. DDE? Dwight D. Eisenhower. Yes. And what number? And Dwight D. Eisenhower is, uh, 
he was in the 50s. Jeez, if I knew Truman, I would know this, wouldn't I? That's right. Um, but I didn't get Truman right. So, uh, 41? No, 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 no. I'm sorry. 30, 35. 35. Oh, so close. No. Okay. Jeez. Um, it's close. Okay, WJC. JC. I would have w, to call wait, that. Wait, wait, wait. WJC. JC is going to be w, um, w, W's first. WJC. WJC is going to be uh, Wood, no, Woodrow Wilson. What other one is the W? Um, WJC. It's uh, a little tricky. Oh, man. Coolidge? No, that's Calvin. Coolidge. I'm trying to think of C's. Um, uh, um, um, can I pass? Go back to that one? Yep. GW. GW? Yeah, GW. George Washington? <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm going to say one. I'm yeah. going to say he's one. <laughs> he's one. JQA. JQA, John Quincy Adams? Yes. I'm going to say he was three or four. Oh, close. Um, All right. Next what? one. RMN. R-M-N would have to be um, R-M-N. N, R-M-N. Richard Nixon. Yes. And what Richard number? Richard Nixon. Jeez, well, man, if I went back, these numbers, are, this is like asking me what the Roman numerals are for the Super Bowl. Just count backwards. Like this one, well, you should I, be able I to should, count backwards. R-M-N. I should be able to count backwards but is that uh, is, uh, can i do that well if you it would be nice if we could get neil on in before three hours from now but go ahead well <laughs> all right well if, 40, if 45 is trump if 44 is you Obama, said you had a piece of 40, paper in front of you there you go 40, 43 43 is clinton all right hold on hold on hold on hold on hold on yeah 43 is clinton and then that's george bush is 42 George Bush, and before George Bush, it was Ronald Reagan, he's 41, Ronald Reagan is 41, before Reagan, it was Carter, Carter was 40, before Carter, it was uh, uh, Gerald Ford, or uh, uh, no, 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 Lyndon Johnson, I think it was Lyndon Johnson, was 39, I'm going to say 38. Oh, so close. What? (laughs) I think there's one more in there you missed. uh, Gerald Ford, Lyndon Johnson? Uh, All right. This number thing sucks. I think he's 37. I'm just giving you another point. All right, here we go. Uh, J-E-C. This one's hard. If you get this one, I'll be impressed. J-E-C. 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 This is very hard. Damn. I should have put this one last. J. J E C uh J E C John John James Is it James? Is it James? <laughs> come on, dude. Uh nine more J-E- of these. You gotta bang them out. Uh there's nine more? Yeah, come on. Twenty questions. You're on twelve. Um uh, I don't uh Cleveland, Coolidge. Uh, I don't know. All right, we'll go to the next one. Uh, right. R W R. Ronald Reagan. Yep. What number? Uh, 
I'm going to say Ronald Reagan was 41. Thank you. I think you're off by one here somehow. Who are you missing? Well, if, if 45 is Trump and 44 is Obama, that means 43 was Clinton. 42 is George W. Senior, uh, uh, Jr. And then before that was, uh, before Bush Sr. was Ronald Reagan, 41. You're telling me Trump was 40, Trump's 45, right? Wait, Bush Jr. And then there's somebody in the middle of that, no? The Bush no, it was, uh, Bush, Bush Jr. Um, um, Obama, wait, you have Trump, Obama, then Bush Jr. Oh, Clinton. Yeah, oh, yeah, Clinton. But. Clinton was, wait, no. Yes, Clinton was before. Yes, Clinton was before. Got it. Clinton was 41. Okay. There you go. I'm going to give so you one more th shot. That at Bush, that Bush was um, 40, so 39. No. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> you stink. Trump's 45, God. Obama's 44, Bush Jr. is 43, Clinton is 42, the other Bush is 41, and then Ronald Reagan. You piece of... 40. Yeah, 40. Hi again, Lenny here. Okay, this went off the rails because both guys were trying to figure out what numbers these guys were, and it got really slow. So I'm moving it along a little bit um, for the second 10, and we'll pick it up with Neil coming in and trying to beat Justin. More than that. Hello, that took way too long, so you're going to have to bang this out. I should have put a time limit on that. Jesus Christ. Um, I thought you guys just forgot to call me back. No, this is presidents. Presidents. I'm going to give you the president's initials, right? You give me his okay. real name, Okay. So if I and then I'll give you an extra point if you tell me what number president he was, okay? I'm gonna get none. I'll get. I'll tell you right now. I'm gonna get zero. Okay. Well, I, I think you'll get a couple. All I gotta do is all you gotta do is guess at the number. So if I gave you, here's the game. DJT, you would say Donald Trump, and I'd say what number? Forty-five. You get two points. Okay. Got it. All right. See how many you can bang out. Justin did pretty well, but he hemmed and hawed. So he'll. T it's you know death by by slow torture, but he did really well. I, he figured out, if you have a pen, it might help you write some of this down because you can think the numbers backwards, okay? On some okay. Here we go. JFK. Uh, wait, wait, so what do you want to know Just give me his name. JFK, what's his real name? Oh, yeah, John F. Kennedy. There you go, what number? Oh, I guess. So what is he? Thirty-nine? No. All right. right. So I give you one. I'll give you one point for that one. Okay. Shit. Okay. All right. A L. Abraham Lincoln. Yep. What number? Twenty-first. <laughs> 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 no, it's a good guess. Six. What was he? He was sixteen. B H. B H O. B H. Oh, uh, uh, well, that's Barack Obama. Yeah, there you go. What number? 44. That is correct. But, okay, Neil, number four, USG. Uh, USG, uh, you're cutting out a little bit. Uh, USG. Wait, USG as in Greg? <laughs> yes, G as in, yes, G as in Greg. Okay, uh. 
Oh, Ulysses Grant? Yeah, what number? Shit. Uh, 10? No, 18. Justin, you still there? Yes. All I'm right, here. Here. so he's doing, Justin's got you by a little bit. HST. Harry Truman. Yep, what number? Uh, shit. 20, uh, so let's go 30, 30, 31. Oh, close. 33. GW, GWB. GWB? G-B? Oh, it's Scott, is it Bush? Yeah, okay, what, well, what's his first name? I'll take his George Bush. Yep, what number? Counting down from 44. So I guess he's 41? No, the G Walker Bush is forty-three. Okay, D D D E D D E. Justin, I was on fire, and then he froze me out with the old hang up, hang up switch. D D E. Yeah. Come on, let's go. We're late. D D E. Uh, that is Eisenhower. Yes. What number? Dwight. Eisenhower, 40 to 41, counting down, <laughs> 36? Nope, close. WJC. Wait, you, cu- you keep cutting w- out. WJC. WJC? Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah, WJC. Okay, Clinton. Okay, what number? Uh, well, what? Uh, after Bush, so 40, 42, right? Yes. Nope. There you go. Yeah, there you go. G- Woo! GW. Wait, George Washington, number one? Yes. Woo! I'm on fire, baby! JQA. Uh, Alexander? <laughs> No. <laughs> nope. John Quincy, John Quincy Adams. He was number six. I wasn't finished. I was talking out loud. I was saying like Alexander. R- uh, you know R M N. R M N. R M as in Mary. R M N. I know. I'm just waiting for Thomas Jefferson. Can can we get to that nope. one? It's in my head. Nope. Uh, wait, the last one's an N? Yes. Man, a president with the last name N. I'm just not thinking of it. I'm going to have to edit the crap out of this. Come on, let's go. All right, man. Go move on. Move on past. Richard Milhouse Nixon. Nixon! God, I thought he said... All right, never mind. Go. (laughs) (laughs) You'll never get this one. I don't even know why I tried. J-E-C. Oh, J-E-C, that's John Calhoun. <laughs> no. no. Jimmy Carter. There you Jimmy go. Carter. Yes. Yes. Yeah, Jimmy, I was joking around with Calhoun. I was going for a laugh. What number? Carter, 40, counting down, 30, uh, 39? Yes, 38. 39. R-W-R. Roosevelt? Sweet God. No. Ronald Wilson Reagan. 
Dang it! I just I I knew I I. Can you just do Thomas Jefferson? C C C C C. What's the last one? Sabathia C C. That's his initial C C. Oh, Coolidge, Calvin. What number? Oh, he's early on. He's like in the uh, maybe in the twenties. Twenties. Take a guess. Okay, between 20 and 29, so 26, 25, 25. He was 30, close. CAA. CAA? Yeah, your agents. CAA. You wish. Oh, uh, CAA. I have no idea on that one. <laughs> Thomas Jefferson. Chester Allen Arthur, number 21. Uh, no one remembers him. No one talks about him. WHT. Uh, W H. Wait, what was the last letter? T. Shit. Uh. T. T is in tushy. Uh, Come on. Tyler, Tyler, the guy by oh. was by my parents' house. What? No, William Howard Taft. Taft was my next one, but Tyler's right by my parents' house. That's great. G R F. What's the last word? Letter? F. Ford. Ford. Okay, what number? Chevy Chase. Chevy what? Chase. Uh, 39, 36, so 37, 38. Yes. Okay, HCH. HCH. Uh, I, don't, I don't know that one. HH. There's only one guy. All right. HH. I know it now. Yeah, there you go. HCH. I think the middle names are throwing people off. HCH. I can't think of an H. Can I say it? Can I say it? Yes, please. Herbert Hoover. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Any shit. guess on the number, kids? Yeah. 31. 31. 31. He was, well, he was right before Roosevelt. There you go. God, I just, I remember Hooverville? It. Remember the Hoovervilles? Yep. Yeah, yeah. The Hoover Dam is what I remember. T-W-W. George? T. 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 as in Tushy. Why are you breaking up all the time? T. W. W. I don't know that one. I mean, Thomas Jefferson. No. It's Woodrow Wilson. Thomas Woodrow Wilson. Can you just do Thomas Jefferson and just move it up? <laughs> Last one. M. V. B. How do you leave out Thomas Jefferson on this? Because it's too easy. M V. I gave you George Washington, you goof. M V B. Uh, the uh, I don't know. All right, that's Martin Van Buren. Let me add him up real quick. One, two, three, four, five, six, Justin, seven, eight, you nine, got 10, me. 11, I think. 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. Not by much. <laughs> <laughs> he beat him 23-16 Justin is our winner this week congratulations congrats Justin I had no idea that that quiz was going to be that painful jeez that was so painful I appreciate it. I mean what is that I mean you took a fun interview and ruined it <laughs> Jesus Christ! I don't know how I'm gonna. I mean, we went that. from we went from a funny pool story to to feel, feeling bad about school again <laughs> 
Oh my gosh! Yeah, I know. My, you know, I homeschooled my kids this year, but they're not doing presidents. This oh year. man, <laughs> you're the one I'm who doing... said that he knew something about presidents. So I thought this was gonna be uh, slam look, dunk, and you're gonna bang him. Saying, yeah. Some of the trivia that we get that that gossipy, like like L.A. stuff. You know what I mean? Like showbiz questions. It's like let's do some real trivia. Well, there you go. I just gave you real trivia, and you know. So I could I could have got one of those. See, so if we get presents, you gonna feel pretty good about me? I am. I'm gonna feel really good about you because I couldn't answer half of those. That was pretty good. I'm gonna hand it to you. All right. The way we end this show every week is one good thing or one bad thing of the week. Um, I'll go first. My one good. My one. I don't know what you want to call it. Bad thing of the week. I you know my air conditioner in the bedroom broke. Great. They couldn't fix that one. But at the same right. time, the one in my living room broke. They could fix that one. The one in the living room is from 2020 that we took from the other apartment. The other one is like, like less than five years old, right? And it breaks. So, I mean, these old machines, still better than the new machines. And um, they, fixed, they fixed the old one. So, I don't know. It's still going. The, the good one in the living room is still going from 2001. And there you go. Neil, one good thing or one bad thing of the week? Mine was going to be a good thing, and it turned out to, again, I'll go with your theme, and it turned out to be horribly, horribly bad, if uh, that's even a word. Okay. Uh, I decided to break out the paintbrush, and I got rollers. I, I was going to paint this house, and I just decided I'm going to do it. And then <laughs> within, I'd say, 10 minutes, and all the paint got all over my clothes and my hands, <laughs> tucked everywhere. It was like the worst. I hate painting. I realized I hate painting. I had forgotten how much I hate painting. <laughs> Painting and moving are two things I'll never do. So that was my good thing. And now I'm reminded of it every day I look at the house because I just left this wall half painted. Oh, my God. All right, Justin, do you have one good thing or bad thing of the week? Um, well, I would say the good thing is after five days, I finally have my pool balanced with the right chlorine and um, pH levels. What color is your, what color is your water? It's clear, but what you've got to do, you got a test kit where you put in samples and you put five drops in one side and five drops of another one on another side, and they turn reddish yeah. and yellowish, but I'm colorblind, so I can't even see it. I have to show my kids to tell me <laughs> what color it even is, but they tell me it's good to swim in. That is my good thing. I am going to say the bad thing. Um, I have to go get a COVID test on Friday up the nose, and I heard it's pretty painful. Uh, it takes oh, one cool. second. You'll get over it, you big wuss. Did you do it? Did you do it already? No, I didn't do it because there's no point. We're no, nobody's going anywhere here. You know what I mean? Like, I have to go do it. I have to go do it because of uh, procedure. Next week, uh, the week that's my colonoscopy. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, that's yeah. good. Very important. All right, Justin yeah. McKinney, thank you for doing this. Your social media is – and is both Instagram and Twitter at Justin McKinney. Yep. And it's J U S T O N McKinney just on because nothing comes easy. Does it? <laughs> <laughs> no, it sounds like nothing, nothing from a presidential quiz to your life. It's not been easy, but yeah. you've done really well with it. I have to say. Well, that was great. So I hope much. you come on again. Yeah. Come on again and tell us more stories. That was fantastic. Um, All right. Well, thank you guys for having me. You know, you're two of my favorite people in uh, New York City. Yeah, we Thanks, miss you. We miss you down on the there. Upper, Lenny on the Upper West Side, my favorite Upper West Side person. <laughs> and, uh, Neil, you're my favorite person in Pennsylvania, dude. <laughs> I thought you were going to say just on 96th Street. That's yeah, it. Oh, well, no, I don't, I don't know many people up on the Upper West Side. I think Lenny's it. All right. Thanks, Justin. Thanks.
We'll see everybody right. next All week. Right, guys. Have a great one. Bye. Bye. Four Corners Podcast was created, hosted, produced, and engineered by me, Lenny Marcus. Executive producers Matt Kleinschmidt and Robert Kelly for the Laugh Buttons Podcast. <laughs>